Hello, everybody. I'm Thomas Carruthers. I'm Will Legator. And we have a wonderful special guest here, Becky, for this podcast about La La Land. Oh, wait, 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 wait. What? What? Moonlight. <laughs> this is a Moonlight episode. <laughs> This is not a joke. I'm afraid they read the wrong thing. This is not a joke. Moonlight has won Best Picture. Moonlight, Best Picture. <laughs> we got it wrong. It was Moonlight. <laughs> um, what a great gag. Uh, <laughs> definitely worth it. Um, we'll get to that later. Do you remember on Eurovision? When um, it was the Eurovision year, the summer of that Oscars, and the woman went, uh, 12 points go to La La Land, I'm kidding, Azerbaijan. <laughs> it oh, was I very love Eurovision. <laughs> and that was a great year for giving, for funny points givings, because there was a That's guy who, who went, hello, <laughs> and me and my sister laughed for a month. Is that... Is that the year we had Nigella? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it's nothing else to do. Um, yes, we are talking about uh, 2017s or 16? 2016. 2016s. December 2016, I think. Yeah. Uh, 2016's La La Um A choice of our special guest, Becky Muggeridge. Could you please introduce this wonderful film? is my favorite film um, for various reasons but essentially the plot is uh, an actress meets a musician they don't get off to a great start but then eventually sort of start to fall in love um, and then they're both trying to follow their dreams and they realize that following their dreams means that they can't be together and that's essentially the the plot and it's just great in every way it's great and of course well, we'll get to, I'll get to the point. <laughs> this is a bit, a lot of notes here. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, yes. Opening line, Hall of Fame. I joked about that day. Oh, it's over the yes. Greyhound Station. Another day of sun. Another day oh, of sun. Oh, my God. Let's talk, yeah, let's go into it. Is this, I mean, I it's it. not, but is this one of the better <laughs> musical opening films of all time? I like it, because obviously it's not a line, but... The song is incredible. It's an incredible like introduction. It kind of explains why most people come to LA. Um, mm -hmm. And just that opening scene, the dance number, the fact it was all done in pretty much like one or two shots. Oh, it's so good. It is and great. The colors. Before we, actually, before we jump straight into the film, I want to talk a little bit about La La Land Fever, because this is where Will comes in, because... Hey. Will, you've never you. This is your first watch. You were a virgin. Yes, uh, and, and I'm in glad 2016, you were there. you were a virgin as well, weren't you? <laughs> Funny stuff. Uh, we, um, we, we've got lots of humour on the show. <laughs> Go on, <laughs> tell us about why you. Because it was a it was a choice to not watch. It was. This film. It was. I am pro-choice. 
or <laughs> La La Land. <laughs> um, it's. I, I thought at the time it was overhyped, and I I took the the stance. You know what? I'm not going to watch this. Not out of protest, but just I looked at it and I thought it's the movie. It's not the movie I want it to look like. It's it's got the recipe for my perfect movie, and I thought something just doesn't seem right. So I'll wait for it to come out on ITV Two or something. But then I ended up doing a podcast and had to watch it before that came. Oh, God, this fucking internet. Hello? Hello? Fucking hell. We do apologise for the breakdown in this programme. We hope to get it back to you just as soon as possible. No, Isabel, I'm recording a podcast. I don't want a pancake. <laughs> oh, I'll have one. This is going great. Um, you have missed out, though, Will, because it was phenomenal in the cinema. I saw it in the cinema twice. It, 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 I, I'm not going to be a film snob and say that it was a different experience. Uh, but, Becky, I'm sure that you uh, reveled in the cinema experience of this film as well. Yeah, it just, I, I think the first time I watched it was probably the best time I watched it just because it's made for cinema. It's it's incredible. Like, that just, it needs a cinema environment, basically. I just heard you play, and I wanted... It's pretty strange that we keep running into each other. Maybe it means something. I doubt it. Yeah, I don't think so. You could just write your own roles, you know, write something that's as interesting as you are. What are you going to do? I have my own club. Is that going to happen every time? I think so. How are you going to be a revolutionary if you're such a traditionalist? You're holding on to the past, but jazz is about the future. Yeah, which leads on to the lovely little cinemascope, starting in the thing and panning out, just like Oklahoma. Oh, Oklahoma, <laughs> comes creeping down the hill. Um, best YouTube comments, similar to when I met Sally, which uh, we've we've done, but uh, people have yet to see. Most of these are my I lost the love of my life. Uh, this is not a movie wrong this is not a musical <laughs> wrong this is a masterpiece i don't know why it can't be all three uh, but <laughs> according to lexi um came this is from genius dolphin two years ago and she's edited it came here from the greatest showman it's amazing still i'll never forget la la land greatest of all time how can so, you come here from the greatest showman Imagine your introduction into musical theatre being the greatest showman. And then, she, and then she's going down the list. <laughs> I saw this with my ex in theatres. We now have a one-year-old son. I, is he a ex or not? I don't get it. That's from, ooh, filthy. That's a wonderful comment. <laughs> yeah, ooh, filthy as well. What sort of name is that? Um, I guess it's safe to say that everyone... 
here in the comments section has had love for someone that didn't end up with in the end, but life goes on. Hope you're all doing okay. Um, <laughs> well, we're doing some are doing better than others. Uh, yeah, you know, let's not get too autobiographical, but uh, it there is obviously a different lens to this film uh, when you go through similar uh, endeavors. Uh, I was lucky enough the first time to see it undiluted and uh, this time no um, yes but it's obviously a, a, I, I still cried in the cinema but uh, now uh, yeah like a baby Will did you cry? Did you know the ending? Uh, I didn't know the ending however I did cry in the ending I, I cried it's well, well we'll get to it later but one of my favourite moments was when she's leaving Seb's and they just exchange looks. Oh, oh, oh it, it got me. It got me. <laughs> pretty good. Uh, yeah, pretty, <laughs> pretty beautiful stuff. Uh, and we'll get to my opinions on Mia eventually. <laughs> can I anyway. comment as well? Whilst we're of course you can comment. Because I'm assuming that the YouTube that you're, um, you found was the trailer. Um, um, I looked at the trailer. I also looked at a few comments from uh, the ending that somebody had uploaded. Well, if you look, okay, I just want to talk about the trailer because the way they make it out, um, like in that scene uh, where they first sort of meet in the, the place where he's playing Christmas songs on the piano. Oh, yeah. Um, they make it out like they just immediately kiss and you think that's going to be the movie. They're going to fall in love. It's going to be great. Yeah. And then you watch it for the first time and you realise that's that doesn't happen. Great yeah, trailers. So good. Great, Great trailer. I remember the sort of this goes into the La La Land fever, because obviously we're British. And so we watched it with the knowledge. When it first came out, it was February for us. And we watched it with all of the Oscar buzz, every American critic putting it more or less. I mean it was pretty divisive, but Initially, the initial sweep was everybody's favourite film of the year, incredible. Then you've got the moonlight thing, which we'll get to later. <laughs> um, but um, So we went into it without any um, of our own onus, knowing that this was maybe the best film of the year. And that, that trailer, just the... It's an impeccable trailer. segment here, because the soundtrack is amazing. It is an incredible the best movie music I've heard in ages. Justin Horowitz. Uh, Hurwitz, pardon me. Uh, best 10 minute stretch. Ooh. Do we want to get so, to it now? Because I, 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 am I, or am I in disagreement here? Because I think there is no doubt that it's the epilogue. I have no doubt in my mind. Yeah. I mean, I spoke to Will like last night, and I think his. His opinion is yeah. the same. I, I was saying that in itself could be a short film. Um, you wouldn't need context. Becky says you probably do need a build-up of characters, but you could look in that and kind of work it out for yourself. 
just from the moment where she walks into a new house onwards, it could be its own short film in itself. It's that good. Uh, yeah. Here's my question. How much is a fantasy? And Because it's clearly from her point of view, but a lot of the stuff, because there you go, you've got... But a lot of the stuff is also what he would have wanted. And is it a slightly selfish thing on her part? Because in her dream, uh, in her fantasy, he doesn't get any money by going with John Legend. They go to, he follows her blindly to Paris, uh, manages to get at his chicken on a stick, but presumably has to then return to America uh, and lose his club. Um, you know, when in her fantasy, everybody comes to see her shitty one-woman show. Um, it's an interesting thought because I've never viewed it as her dream. I've viewed it as both of them are kind of almost reminiscing about what could have been and it's more for the viewer than it is for her or him yeah because that you can tell they're both thinking oh what if basically well they've got and the, then you're swirled into this world of what if well you've got the thing of when you're that deep in a relationship your dreams and futures become the same more or less mm. um i have no doubt that at the peak uh, me and you know certain ladies would have given the exact same uh, you know ten ten step plan. Uh, but then that's the beauty yeah. of the film is it shows you that um, you know Love sometimes you can't. Well, <laughs> sometimes you can't like be together and follow what you want to do in life, uh, particularly if you've met young. Then you just kind of go separate ways and that's fine and that happens in life. That's just, you know, another part of life. Um, We're going to get to Tom's big question. <laughs> it's going okay. to be good. Um, Tom's weirdly specific favourite part of the film. I've got five. It's definitely, the top answer is definitely, oh, gonna say, it's, it's definitely that. And I'm t t putting in my second note of the floppy hair. Oh, it's wonderful. It uh, <laughs> never has anything accentuated kind of play more. I put here real hands. Yeah, no, he, he learned to yes. play the piano. He learned to play the piano. No, but that's, I'm sure that that's not what, it mean, what I mean. <laughs> I know you did, but it's definitely... Is it rebel hands? <laughs> I got the bullet. But that wouldn't be one of my favourite parts. I need to be more specific. J.K. Simmons at the end in the... Oh, uh, you took <laughs> one of mine. It's wonderful. <laughs> uh, very good. Uh, no, Jamal. You be tripping. <laughs> Why yes. you be tripping, lady? Um, no, you be tripping. <laughs> great stuff. Uh, Will's more general favourite part of the film. Uh, well, my three favourites, we've got the ending, of course, we've got J.K. Simmons and the dream sequence, uh, and uh, I think my personal favourite, I ran. That's my favourite bit. Yeah. I love that scene. Which, which Flock of Seagull, which uh, country did Flock of Seagulls sing about in the 80s? I ran. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It is great. Um, yeah. Good stuff. 
that whole I've band got a couple scene. of a couple of favorite bits yeah shoot um the 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 tripping bit i love that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's the bit where the first time they've been to the lighthouse um i think it's the first time anyway when they both walk their separate ways and she looks back then she turns away and then he looks mm. back and then he turns away um and then it goes into City of Stars. That's just um, the the line. How are you going to be such a, or how are you going to be a revolutionist if you're such a tra- traditionalist? That line said by John Legend. Keith. Love it. <laughs> John Legend, maybe the least Keith-looking Keith <laughs> in a movie. Yeah, Keith, a questionable character name. A questionable um, Keith. <laughs> I wrote that play. Okay. Uh, and then we'll come on to best single minute later because I think I've got to. Yes, the Oscar travesty. Let's get my. Let's share my. Quite screen. literally, La La Land. No yeah. wait, Moonlight. Yeah. <laughs> That's the travesty. Is did they make the right choice? Um, I here we go. Uh, the Oscar travesty for me was well, Amy Adams wasn't even nominated for best actress for oh, Arrival. Arrival. Well, will yes without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, that was going to be my point. Is Emma Stone the best actress of that year? I'm not, I don't see it. I, I'd loved Natalie Portman in Jackie. I thought Jackie was excellent. And even better, as Will says, Arrival. Amy Adams, not even nominated. Um, all the same, she does a fine job. Uh, Meryl Streep for Florence Foster Jenkins. Jesus Christ. What a terrible film. I love that film. It's... Oh, it's wonderful. Hugh, Hugh is wonderful also. Hugh's great in it. Did she have, did, like, is, is Meryl Streep the only actress to ever play somebody with syphilis twice? Is, does she have a niche? Like, out of Africa. And then, it's like, I just can't get enough. Uh, yes, best picture, Moonlight. Is, yeah. I'm I haven't not, seen Moonlight, so I can't really comment on this. Well, have you seen but- Moonlight? Uh, I know, I haven't seen it, I know about it, I know, but I've read things. I, well, as the <laughs> apparent Moonlight aficionado, <laughs> my point has always been, I think they got, because they got it split. Chazelle won Best Director, Moonlight won Best Picture. I agree that it should be a split, but I think they got the split wrong. I think Moonlight is a better directed film, and I think that, La La Land is the better film. Uh, Mel Gibson, Hacksaw Ridge, you can get rid of that. Uh, best actor, I'm sorry, Ryan, any other year, but Casey Affleck in Manchester by the Sea is one of the better performances of the decade, Yeah. Uh, if not of the past 25 years. Uh, best supporting actor, I'm rather happy that I didn't think John Legend was going to get a nomination. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's some pretty nice, apart from Lucas Hedges in Manchester by the Sea. I think we've got a Manchester by the Sea episode scheduled. Sophia very much likes it. And um, Lucas Hedges, I don't understand. How is this man having such a career? He's not, <laughs> he's not that good. I don't get it. <laughs> anyway, uh, best supporting actress, yeah, Nicole. Uh, Lion wasn't that great, but yeah, give her an award. Well, no, actually, it should have gone to Michelle Williams in Manchester by the Sea. Uh, best original screenplay, Manchester by the Sea, very good. Lobster, 
Very good. I've not seen most of these. Oh, get on it. These are good films. <laughs> uh, best, best adapted. We ain't going to La La Land. Best original song. Well, yeah, score without a shadow of a doubt. Best original song. Is City of Stars the best song in the film? I mm, I love it, but no. Uh, Someone in the Crowd is my all-time favourite from yeah. La La Land. I just think the whole... It's just a, a masterpiece. But is it as good as Can't Stop the Feeling from <laughs> Trolls? <laughs> it's a million times better. Yeah. I do... I, yeah, is... I'd say City of Stars, I'd go for a second nomination because that's just the, that was the hit and it's a beautiful song. I don't know, Audition, I'm not seeing that really as the second best song in the, in the film. Audition for me was the worst song. Mm. It, it was, was still a good song. song. That when I first saw the movie, I was a bit sort of disappointed that it wasn't like a big all out number. But mm. at the same time, like the more I've listened to it, the more I've appreciated that that's exactly what that scene needed. And it fits very well into the movie. So. Is, yeah, Emma Stone, is she that good a singer? Okay, look, this is not the point. Ooh. Everyone says the reason that La La, like the reason people don't like La La Land is because um, it's like not, you know, an all out musical. They should have picked better singers. And I'm like, but the point, the focus wasn't on the fact it's a musical. The focus is on the film itself and like the beauty of it. And it's supposed to be kind of soft and, um, you know, like it's just the focus isn't on the singing. It's not supposed to be that kind of musical. Yeah, well, guess is... to it, it's in one of my notes, but I'm afraid Woody did it first. We'll get to that later. The incredible Woody Allen, I'm afraid, has done this premise before. Let's... I, this is a new segment and it'll only appear on this episode. Maybe the moonlight, maybe we'll watch it again. But let's do a rewatch of this incredible moment. So, the, great, let's break it down. We've got Faye Dunaway <laughs> and Warren Beatty. Warren looks like he's blitz. <laughs> Faye, does she know where she is? I don't know. So I don't know what she's trying to say there. May even change our thinking. Is she insinuating that there were homophobic people in the <laughs> in the audience, <laughs> or uh, prior to watching Moonlight? But after that, they've they've changed it. Oh, now Warren's talking about politics. Everybody gets a big clap for uh, uh, talking about Trump. Let's get to the here we are. <laughs> <laughs> He, he does the, the, the Maggie Smith double take, which is wonderful. Well, the thing is, obviously the truth is, they put a copy of the Emma Stone Best Actress in. Warren clearly sees that it's wrong, shows it to Faye Dunaway, she just reads La La Land and goes, La La Land, and just gives it, gives it straight away. <laughs> so let's watch it in real time. The Okay, so he sees it. <laughs> he definitely knows something's wrong. He's looking for another card. Panicking. He's, <laughs> He's panicking. You're impossible, says Vader away. <laughs> Come on. La la la. <laughs> oh, and then this painful moment 
You can, um, at this bit, oh. you can hear uh, Warren say, it's Emma Stone. And she goes, really? What? <laughs> and then, yeah, they all come up. Very oh, this is so painful. This guy, so painful. small oh. little guy. You've, oh. got, you've got the three guys. You've got small little guy who's annoyed. You've got this angry bald man. Oh, looks like he's I've never seen somebody. <laughs> so angry in my life. The bit at the end where he says, I'm gonna I'm happy to give this to my yeah. friends in Moonlight. In Moonlight. Oh. And then Jimmy Kibble tries to save it. Well, we get some more speeches. And then this guy who hears everything and he still gives he, his speech. <laughs> Even though he knows This is a movie about dreamers and <laughs> fighting change. Thank you. And then he's showing them, he's, he's showing them, he's making it clear. He's fully aware at the moment. And he thought, no, I'll still give my Oscar speech. Ryan's having <laughs> the time of his life. Warren, <laughs> Warren's getting involved. <laughs> and then... It's the little guy with the, the head mic. Yeah, who's clearly been fired. And then he throws in, <laughs> uh, we lost, by the way. Uh, incredible. Here we go. This is not a drill. No, no, no. Grabs it. Moonlight. You won't miss it. He was thinking of a paper cut. He, I, he just snatches it from him. And then they're back up. It cut, it's Matt Damon, isn't it? It cuts to Matt Damon and he's just having a great time. Uh, Barry Jenkins can't believe it. Yeah, there's been a mistake. I, I, it's, it's baffling to me how this could ever happen. John Legend's got a big smile. I just like that it happened for Best Picture as well, like oh, the yeah. most important well, the, one. The big award. Yeah. Incredible. Sort of, it could have happened for, you know, like Best Supporting Actress and it would have been embarrassing, but it's like not the main yeah. one. Not the one the, that's got the 20 people on the stage. Yeah. And, it, and it was one of those movies like, uh, I remember Slumdog Millionaire where Danny Boyle got everybody up and there were like 30 people on stage. Whereas sometimes you get an Argo and there's already five producers. Uh, so they just, um, so they just, uh, what do you call it? Five of them go up. No, 25 people <laughs> on the stage uh, getting ready. Uh, all got their own speeches. Moonlight is a great film. I begrudge... Nothing in Moonlight. I think that La La Land, La La Land may just be the better film. And then obviously they brought Faye and Warren back next year in the <laughs> shape of water to redeem themselves. <laughs> and they did manage to get it right. Um, well, that's one hell of an Oscar travesty. That might be the second <laughs> episode, but that might be the best Oscar travesty moment we ever had. Yeah. Uh, One thing we didn't touch on with the Oscars was that it won Best Cinematography, which I 100% completely agree with. Yeah. Um, and just this is one of the best films for cinematography that I've ever seen. Mm. Beautiful colors. Beautiful. Yeah, just beautiful is the word stunning. to use. Beautiful. There is no apter word to Whoever use. was in charge of you know, editing it so that the colours really stood out and getting mm. those, uh, like, lovely night, the sunset shots. Yes. Will's favourite building or set? 
Well, yeah, that follows on because this film, of course, won Best Production Design as well, sure which is did. what I want to do when I am grown up. There we go. Yeah. Um, for me, it's um, the the movie set um, the, in two different areas. First of all, when she's working at the cafe, and it's just yep. it's and reminiscent of, of the golden era of Hollywood. It's just wonderful. I want to work in that cafe. Uh, I don't know what she was playing at. I would happily work in that cafe for the rest of my life. We're going to get to this. Stars. We're going to get to this. I, Mia, she working makes as a, terrible decisions. Working as a barista, a wonderful job, in a place where every day movie stars come and have chats with... What? Oh. Maybe, oh. maybe she struggles more, I don't know. And may, or maybe what I write is shit. But I've written over 10 plays now, over 10 screenplays, and, 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 and I'm close to finishing a novel. Whilst being at college, whilst working all the time, <laughs> you do not need to lose your little coffee job to write your crappy, I keep saying I crappy. I was thinking we, this. we never see this. There is no reason. And then she begrudges Ryan, she begrudges Sebastian for going out and working. Oh, we'll get to it. <laughs> there is a lot of problems, I think. With but then also, um, the in the dream sequence, the the little montage with the whole movie sets and the uh, the painted back. That's a, a wonderful set as well. I think those two because the whole stylized production design of the film, how it's it's modern day, but it's it's the golden age of Hollywood. It's it is beautiful to look at. Incredible stuff. Um, best single minute. We'll we'll fit this in before we go for a break. Shoot, right. uh, Becky, you've, you've got a bug okay. in your pants. I don't know if these are my my favourite overall bits, but I just they're things that ha I haven't been mentioned yet that were great. Yeah. Um, the argument that they have over dinner and how it like gradually escalates to the extent, and then he goes to take something out of the oven, and then um, she, and then she leaves. Out, like, <laughs> just <laughs> the whole scene was perfectly done. Um, and then the second one was the conversation they have when he goes to tell her about the callback that she gets towards the end. That's good. Um, and she's like, I'm not good enough. I'm just, and he's like, you are, I'm not, you are, I'm not. And then they like have a whole conversation mm. and it's just, it feels so real. Is it as good as when it comes to like, obviously I know my personal favorite is obviously I'm the dog. I'm the dog. You know how you to a person is like seven years to a dog. Yes. Is one of us supposed to be a dog in this scenario? Yes. Who is the dog? You are. I am. I am the dog. Mm -hmm. I am the dog. I... The big uh, second act argument. Uh, but on a more serious note, the star, star is Born, the latest one, had a pretty good one in the bath that I think beats this. I've not seen You're a star fucking is ugly. Born. You're fucking ugly. <laughs> it's good to see Buffalo Bill yeah, boys. It's not the best argument, like dialogue-wise, of <laughs> all films. Yeah. Um, oh no, it's pretty I great. I like though. how they did it. And I do it not begrudge really your single minute. Yeah, William, your single minute. I ran. <laughs> yeah, it's I great. It. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go for T Tom's story time. We've got just enough time before we have to go for a break. Tom's story time. I was in Philadelphia. And they were screening Rebel Without a Cause. And there was this beautiful girl. 
lovely, lovely girl. And I thought, oh, I'll take her to see her over there, of course. And uh, that's my favourite single minute is the hand leaning in for a kiss because I think there is no more perfect representation of that first cinema kiss that we all have. And there's the, the trepidation of the hand. They finish off the, the film that they essentially go to see they do. by going to the planetarium. It's oh, yeah. great stuff. Except in Robo Dalakar's Sal Minio gets shot. Which would be a very different ending. Um, yes. I get the bullets. Are you, are you, have you seen uh, Robo Dalakar's, uh, Becky, or are you a Mia? I am a Mia. You haven't seen it. You haven't seen it. Oh my. Right, now we're going to jump into What's the Change? Will, why don't you take us this time? As a first-time viewer? Um, I, would, I would love to take you, Tom. Um, <laughs> it's, it's the lack of music. I think you know which part yeah. I'm talking about. There's that half an hour where th there needs to be another song. Yeah. Um, I, I can... I was thinking, oh, I, there's an artistic reason, reason why this is happening, because the idea is that uh, the music's meant to represent uh, like the colour, the hope in their lives, and then as all the argument and the, the fallout, that happens, and it's really nice to highlight that with the lack of music. Yeah. But then even when he comes up and gives her this big opportunity with the audition, and then things start getting back together, you've still got to wait another 15 minutes or so mm. for another song, which isn't the best. I think yeah. they need to be more clever or make the reason why they're not using music more justified or just give yeah. us another song. And make it more obvious. Make mm. those middle scenes really realistic. Yeah. Cut all the colour. Cut any of the... Da, 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 da. Just cut any of the fantasy. Make it really realistic. Uh, that's mine. Yeah, spacing of the songs. Um, I don't even think that it's a matter of like too many songs on this, too little songs on the soundtrack. I think it's spacing. I think you've got that first thirty minutes is just back to back, more or less. Uh, Becky, I've got slightly different change. Um, mm. In that, after what rewatching it, I wasn't too affected by that spacing. I thought it was fine, mm -hmm. um, and there's the reason why they've done it, but. My biggest issue is a tiny, tiny thing. In Lovely Night, when they go into their big tap dance, great right. choreography, and you can just about hear the taps, but like they really need to up the tap sounds. Is it because it's gravel though? Yeah, but like if you, in movies, if you're going to do a tap scene, you have to like turn mics down or have a way to pick, and just the balance of that, like the tap sounds and the music, sounded like slightly out for me um yeah and i don't know when i first watched it i was really like excited for this big tap number um <laughs> and i was just a bit disappointed that you couldn't really hear it you couldn't really appreciate the tap well you have the great oh <laughs> that sound i like that yeah as a man who loves the sound of um cars on gravel or people walking on gravel i, I really like gravel 
Um, <laughs> weird obsessions. Um, yeah, gravel's great. Yeah, gravel. Um, I also have the camera spin at the end of somewhere in the cr- uh, someone in the crowd. I really don't oh, like. I don't it. like it. I don't like aggressive. it. I don't like it. Shh. I liked it the first time I watched it, but get this it time I watched it, I was a bit like, mm, it's a bit messy. I, I was watching yeah. an interview with the choreographer. She said the reason why they did that was to emphasise the fact that there is a cut, so they need a big energetic switch. But I want to see her turn. I want to see her spin. Yeah. I know the camera's doing it, but it's... No. Then up to the fireworks. Yeah, in the water like in the as apocalypse. well. I don't know. I, I kind of got that that whole scene is a little bit hazy because it's supposed to be like party and getting a little bit drunk here's what i thought Um, i think i know it's stylized and like it's meant to be as if in a play people would do that the sort of the freeze frame but i think that needed slow motion i think it was just weird the fact that people were just stood like that Um, even if we were doing that but it was slightly slow motion and she was walking through and then it sped up splash that would have worked i think the fact that they were they were just like doing that it didn't work for me. No, because you lose the mm. grace. I think the gracefulness like of such a nice long, uh, slong, <laughs> a nice slow, <laughs> slow long, and they take her down and they spin them. Yeah, I mean, I get your point, uh, but mm. uh, what's left from Will's notes? Uh, not much. I-, I didn't really make many notes because it was the first time I'd watched it, That's and true. I wanted to watch it properly but um i think i've covered most of my points to be honest well uh, here we more, more jk simmons that's that's only true point. yeah is this better than whiplash so imagine if jones had just said well that's okay charlie I, that was all right good job when charlie thinks to himself well shit, i did do a pretty good job End of story. No bird. That to me is an absolute tragedy. But that's just what the world wants now. I wonder why jazz is dying. I tell you, man, and every Starbucks jazz album just proves my point, really. There are no two words in the English language more harmful than good job. Yes. The Whiplash is, I will appreciate Whiplash is a good film. You know what? I'm going to do really, really devil's advocate argument. I think neither of them are as good as his third film, First Man, which came and went in cinemas, Mm. came and went at the Oscars, Ryan Gosling should have won Best Actor, never mind not even getting nominated. Uh, Claire Foy was excellent in it. I think that's a phenomenal film that more people need to see. And it doesn't have any jazz in it, but, um, yeah. Uh, Sorry, Will, go on. Uh, I I think they're completely different movies, so it's hard to compare them for me. because I, I know Whiplash is, Whiplash is more of an Oscar film, if you know what I mean. It's made more for awards. But La La Land is it's, it's also made more for awards, but it's it's a whole it's an experience where Whiplash you can tell J.K. Simmons wanted that award, mm. 
uh, that the cuts are made specifically. It's it's an atmospheric movie. I think you two points. Uh, La La Land is a what made what makes La La Land currently not feel like an Oscar movie is that it's an Oscar movie for 1955. In 1955, this would be, I have no doubt this would sweep in everything. Like your West Side Story, like your Sound of Music. It's correct. And your second point, uh, let's talk about the casting. Obviously, the original casting was Miles Teller and Emma, Wa Emma, Emma Watson. And they both Ooh. fired their agents after finding out that they'd missed the opportunity. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's, Yikes. I know the answer. Uh, let's just throw it out there. Is this movie better with them? Uh, well, better with the people who are actually cast? Better with, no, better with Miles Teller and Emma Watson. Emma. No. Mm. <laughs> no, at all. such a good combo. They're, so, they, mm, they're like, chemistry is so good. It is just, great. Yeah, like, they I, were the perfect characters for that. My sister prefers. My sister prefers Crazy Stupid Love. My, I Miles, also love Crazy Stupid Love. It's great but La La Land is better. Miles and Emma look too young for these characters. Mm. Miles has yeah. a baby face, and I don't think Miles has the charisma. Um, yeah, we'll I think find out. The perb in that film. We'll find out when we eventually watch Top Gun Maverick, whenever that comes out. Uh, right then, what's left from Tom's notes? A lot. Yellow Girl, I'll be very quick, because there's a lot. Ingrid Bergman poster on the wall. Excellent. As a man with an Ingrid Bergman poster on his wall, <laughs> I agree. Yellow Girl um, is too quiet at the start. That's what I said. That's too what, quiet. It? Far that, too I, quiet. As, as the opening bam of the movie. Yeah. No, thank you. Uh, Belly I agree that was quite soft, but again, the whole the soft tone is supposed to like. Yeah. Yeah. Chills on blonde's arms uh, is meant to refer to how I get chills when the blonde lady goes when she does her arms. I don't, however, like when she looks at the camera and goes. Oh, is that is that the end of when the arms getting changed? Yeah. Oh, no, I hate it. When she looks, oh, no. I don't like the look. <laughs> it's terrifying. <laughs> but when she does the arms, that's good. Maybe it's because we does don't, the arms, yeah. The, arm, the arms is a recurring motif as well. When I met Sally, issue. Your issue with When I met Sally, Will, was obviously uh, you, well, maybe it wasn't your issue, but you talked about how over five years, it's a bit incredulous that they meet three times. This is an actual one where it makes yes. no sense. They're in, yeah. They meet in this a is... highway. But then it's justified because of the stylized nature of the film. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, if you think about it, it's only like the first uh, three times. It only happens three times. Um, yes, it all is within one season, which is quite a short period of time. If they're in kind of the music and active businesses, you could see how there's crossovers. Yeah. Um, and then the fact that he goes to find her afterwards, like every other time is sort of expected. Mm. So I think it's fine. Annoying Brit. Again, a, a green dress this time. 
Or is it another yellow dress? It's, she's is it in someone dress. in the crowd? Someone in the crowd. Yeah. No, I, I noticed always, this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Don't like her at all. I don't. The Brits get short shrifted this film. Uh, swept Except for up, the, the, yeah. the photography guy. He's I've got. He's, he's, <laughs> right, he's, he's on the notes. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> bathroom loneliness. <laughs> I like how oh, I write notes. notes. <laughs> I like. <laughs> As is somebody who, who is a real bathroom loner, um, you know, who goes to bathrooms all the time during big events because they're just terrible. And then that leaving quality, and I know you're saying it'd look better with slow motion, but I think that perfectly emulates, you know, the quality of leaving a party of half 11. Uh, snow shot, um, yeah. incredible, beautiful. Maybe the most beautiful shot in the film. Wonderful. Uh, Guy in the and then that leads into the guy falling into the pool. Excellent. Eyes wide shut. The um, the piano bar uh, looks an awful lot like the piano bar that Nick Nightingale is playing at in Eyes Wide Shut. The the first one where he gets fired from. All of the Christmas light. Maybe it's the Christmas lights thing, but it looks an awful look uh, like Cafe Samba. I think it's called in. But with all the Christmas decks. Yeah. We'll have to do an Eyes Wide Shut episode. That, might, <laughs> that will be a very long and very good episode uh, just to discuss the first shot. There's a nice way to say that, Karen. I like that line a lot. I like yes. Karen. I like yeah. Welcome back. She sounds like she's on a sex phone line. She's very deep. <laughs> Hello. Is issue with jazz firing, right? This has annoyed me from the very first thing. Why doesn't he just play the set list? Nobody is that big an artist that playing Jingle Bells is so offensive. However, what's J.K. Simmons' problem? It's not like, no. he's, it's not like he's playing, I don't know, okay. Look, Prodigy probably. Firestarter or like something with swearing in. He's playing this beautiful little dee 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 or whatever, uh, the Mira and Sebastian's theme. Why does J.K. Simmons get so pissed off at that? Uh, because okay. uh, it, it's uh, I'll uh, I'll do my sequel synopsis now. <laughs> uh, this is Whiplash two, and this is <laughs> after he loses his job, he becomes the owner of a jazz bar, and he just takes out all of his anger hiring many musicians and firing them. Yeah. That's <laughs> after after losing his job at a, as a jazz conductor. Due to <laughs> constant verbal abuse. I mean, you get the impression, it's very well done this scene because from the start of it where he starts playing and everyone looks and is like, what are you doing? Which is very accurate. And then like when he plays that motif at the end of one of the Christmas songs over and over again and nobody notices mm. and you can see his frustration building, which is why he goes to play something himself. Because he's like, I'm fed up of these boring things that literally nobody is listening to. I'm just going to play what I want to play. Um, that's why he plays it. And then I think you can tell that the reason J.K. Simmons is angry is because um, he's done it repeatedly. Like, yeah, that's the impression that's given anyway. He just, yeah. And then he immediately begs for his job back. Please. It's Christmas. Yeah, see the decorations. Give <laughs> <laughs> to the new year. Annoying Emma. I really don't like Emma Stone when she does her thing of I just call it annoying Emma. It's when it's during Iran when she's doing all the. Oh, I love it! I love it! I love. I love it. it. <laughs> maybe I'm maybe I'm alone then. I find her in, 
intensely annoying. Uh, the 80s argument... The best bit's her, her smile at the end, and she's like, and then she's like, and she walks out, oh, it's, wonder, it's yeah. a wonderful scene. Because it's her revenge for him just, like, pushing her out the way. Oh, and she's like, lol. I do think the, the best bit of that scene, though, is, is Ryan just playing the uh, piano guitar, and he's just like, the little looks he gives, they're genius. They're, Ryan that's, Gosling that's an actor. He's the actor of our generation. I'm saying it now. Yes. Oh, Batman. He can do, yeah. He's my new George Clooney in the fact that I wish I was Ryan Gosling. Because, <laughs> you know, he can do everything. He can, he can do, do it all. Comedy. And do Blue Valentine, which is this, but without the songs, and they're all depressed uh, and miserable. Great film. Um, George Michael, her joke doesn't work. He doesn't look like George Michael. They don't play any George it Michael. Looks, songs. It looks more like Bono. Yeah. And the Michael Jackson red leather Eddie Murphy raw suit that he's wearing doesn't look like George Michael. Um, bad joke, Emma. <laughs> Bad <laughs> joke. Was it fantastic, Mr. Fox? You wrote a bad song. <laughs> fantastic, doing Mr. fantastic, Mr. Fox. We sure are. Movies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, we we would be remiss to uh, mention the Umbrellas of Cherbourg, the uh, beautiful uh, French film I have right here. Uh, it was Damien Chazelle's biggest influence. Exact same sort of thing. Uh, of what do you call it? Uh, realism, but with the few songs in between, it has the. Well, it doesn't have the same ending, but it's it's ten years later, and uh, he's working at a gas station, and she pulls in, and it's all French, and every word sung. So it's like I want to pay some gas, uh, it, and it's. <laughs> By the end of it, you're, you're, you're with it. Um, and it's beautiful. They say, is it your daughter? Yes, that is my daughter. You know, um, I'll wait forever. I would wait forever. That's from that. Um, which was best used in the Futurama dog episode. Um, <laughs> I would wait forever. Because he goes to war. Um, yeah. Anyway, enough about the Umbrellas of Sherbog. And Woody Allen, everyone says I love you. Um, basically, the exact same thing as this. You know, all the people do their own singing. Um, and a lot of them, he had to make them uh, sing worse because he didn't want them to sound too good. Um, and it's the same sort of thing. So like all the great best things, Woody did it first. Um, whole... Bench, whole bench scene. You know, I, I there is no greater joy I feel in this film than when they jump on the bench, and you're like, oh, it's it's ended, and then you remember, and it only takes a split second. But I don't know why I forget every time. But then you've got the dun, 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 and they start again, and the, and uh, and it's great. Walk to his car. Is this beautiful gesture? As soon as you realise his walk, he's, he could have just got into his car and mm. walked mm. all the way there. This is me as a Yeah, I just, I like the that whole scene, the fact that they're kind of both playing on the fact, they kind of fancy each other, but they're also not admitting it, but they're also kind of being a bit mean to each she other. Just, she needs to get rid of Greg. Um, <laughs> what a waste of a character. What a waste of an actor. Finn Whitrock's really good. Right. 
Finn Whitrock is really is good. Is he supposed to be like a banker or something? I don't know. Because he's supposed to be like, yeah. His colleague spoke Chinese in the middle of their, <laughs> their conversation. Yeah, the point is, people who don't act or like jazz are, are cool. Um, no, I don't know. Jazz clubs, however, are very cool. I went to a jazz club in Philadelphia called Chris's. Pop up an image. Um, great. And it was just like this. And I went with two annoying jazz people. Well, they weren't annoying, but they kept doing like, oh, what's, is this um, uh, Flightless Bird uh, Kookaboogadoogoo? Like, oh, yeah, it is. Oh, wait, he's about, oh, no, he's going into Ferris Bueller Cockabadaboo-boo. And, and it was like, oh, he's doing it. Oh, he's doing it. This is just pure miles. This is miles, baby. This is miles. You're like, this is, but all the same, I enjoyed it and I had a great chicken sandwich called an Ella Fitzgerald. I don't know if she liked chicken. Uh, uh, and I don't know if she asked for the tomatoes out of it either. Um, Rebel Without a Cause, I've already talked about my miserable story. Oh, yeah, the miserable ending of that story is that, of course. Uh, uh, flying yep. um, not to bring her up again but um, the ex hated the flying scene she thought that this was the bit that broke the movie she <laughs> thought that it was just you know everything else I feel else... like it goes a bit weird but also I feel like if you look at it in the context of they're essentially finishing off this film that they went to see because it like stopped playing mm. that's why they go to the planetarium that's why they kind of act this all out then that's why they kiss and the the shot goes like that mm. i think if you look at it from that perspective it's very artistically done but yeah, i think it's beautiful go, if you just watch it like without thinking it through really you can quite easily go oh this is really weird why are they suddenly flying this is very not realistic see so she was wrong about that and wrong about leaving me. Summer montage, um, great. Summer montage is really good. It's my note on that. Keith, do we like yes. the character of Keith? I, I sighed when I saw John Legend because I thought, oh, here we go. Uh, but it's a wonderful use of John Legend. It's he's not he's fantastic. This leads me on to: Do we care at all about the messengers subplot? <laughs> like, yeah. I like it. I think it's very, that's the realistic bit is like, because if you're a musician, you're not going to earn money unless you're doing something John like Legend. that. Um, like going on tour and there's a very much a pressure to keep going. Otherwise you're going to stop earning money. Um, and I like that he just brings out this random like drum beat on top of it. Yeah, very <laughs> early on. Reaction. And he, he goes to play and then he's like, I can't, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> Could It Be Magic by Barry Manilow. I don't know if this was an influence, but um, the opening of Could It Be Magic is just piano. And it's great. Um, and I'm sure that that was an influence for, um, what is it even called? I See the Fire? Um, yeah. Start a Fire? Uh, start a Fire, yeah. How cool is Ryan Gosling playing the piano with one hand and his other hand in the pocket. Is this the yes. coolest thing of the past <laughs> oh. five years? <laughs> Is this going to go down in history with Marlon Brando's eye roll in his camera test? He's just such a cool man. I mean, he, in that scene as well, when he has like three keys, 
keyboards and one of them is that like weird synth thing. Yeah. I want one. <laughs> oh. Great stuff. Um, here we go. Does me does Mia hate the messengers because Ryan Gosling's the sexy pianist who's like the guy who nobody who never speaks in the interviews and is the guy in the back of the band who all the women love. Is that why Mia doesn't like the messengers? <laughs> but she do, it's not that she doesn't like them. They're actually a band that like it's music she would listen to and she says that. But it's it's the fact that it's taking him away from his dream and she's so She's such like a dream focused person. But this, this is the thing. Everyone to follow their dream. This, and this can't is the thing. Why you, wouldn't. you can't do your dream without a bit of cash. As it, they're, it's, they're both acknowledging the fact that he doesn't, she, he knows he doesn't enjoy it. She knows he doesn't enjoy it. But how else is he going to get money? It's very good pay. Yeah. Just do it for a, a couple of years. Maybe a, just maybe one year, a few months. Yeah. And then open your bar. There's nothing wrong with, oh. Her financial that, decisions of saying leave it now. This the, is what I mean. She's a, a very and have no capital. Person. Yeah, I know because she she's a very sacks a job at company. She comes from this act, acting world, and I think she's much <laughs> more like alcoholic auntie like... who used to jump into Paris rivers. <laughs> yes. I think that's the reason why the dialogue in the argument scene wasn't as strong as it could be because her argument was flawed. Yeah. But maybe that's the point. That's just all with it. <laughs> no. <laughs> is Mia in the wrong? Let's do it now. Mia. <laughs> yes. Everything she says. And also, I'm just going to say it now. Uh, here are my notes. Does Mia hate, like, for a string in that 20 minute block? Is Mia in the wrong? Next note. Again, is Mia in the wrong? <laughs> is the rest of, and this is a real note. Will the rest of my notes just say, is Mia in the wrong? <laughs> <laughs> because she has no right, really, to be angry about him going to that photo, having to go to the photo shoot. I don't know that that mm, point. I disagree no. with because yeah. that's his fault for making the mistake about the dates. Um, and like, this is such a big thing to her. And again, because she's so dreams focused. Yeah, but like, he's had to sit through it once already the, in a in her bedroom. <laughs> How many times can you sit through a one-person uh, one play? Not I just many. think if I was Mia, I would be very upset if, yeah. like, Seb hadn't come to the show. I, um, I, particularly I understand... after, like, things were on breaking point already, and then that was just yeah. the tipping point. I understand why he didn't go, and that was just very unfortunate and sad. And if it was me, I, like, I would be very sad. But I don't, think, I don't think there was anything on... Yeah, um... No one should have been. She was in the right to be angry because it was it was organised already, and he was just a bit careless and forgot the fact that he had a prior arrangement. That I think she was allowed to be very angry at that. Yeah. Do we, let's give him the credit of the doubt. Did he genuinely think I'll be able to make it? So they say that the photo shoots at seven. Mm. Yeah, I thought this through. In I was America, like, sure show wouldn't start that late. In America, they don't go curtain up at seven thirty. It's usually eight. It's mm. a one-woman show in the shitty theatre, and usually they go till they usually start at like half eight, so that you get people on the good side and they get a drink in them. And it's only a one-woman show, so let's say it's an hour, hour, hour seventy, hour seventy, 
70 minutes. <laughs> I think he genuinely didn't call her because he thought he would be able to make it. Yeah, I guess that yeah. makes sense. I think when I was watching it last night, I was thinking, like, if, if his photo shoot starts at 7. Also, what photo shoot starts at 7? Like, 7pm mm. in the evening. Maybe when um, they're recording. Maybe it's because they were recording. Yeah. Maybe this yeah. British cameraman only works at night. Oh, again, it's biting it. Yeah. It's biting it. There we go again. Camera, <laughs> ma camera annoying Brit. Why is A, why have they put him in that hat and sunglasses? That's not what the, that's like not the vibe at all. Everybody else is wearing what they wore at the concert. Why are they having him have to wear some shitty turned hat and some bite lip? Yeah, why is he saying bite the lip? They, these are a, like slow, like I think, soft jazz pop band. I, I it's kind of I I empathise with him in the way that I I play my instrument is the piano. Always I, biting I, your lip. Um, I'm forever biting my lip. Um, I play piano and it's not a cool instrument, is it? It's in yeah. the band. Oh, it, no, no, it is a cool instrument, but for the ladies, oh, the drums, the guitars. And I think the brick photographer was kind of like a schoolboy taking the piss, oh, it's the keyboard guy in the band. Go on, put the funny hat on, bite your lip. Do I think that it was kind of making fun of them. I, rather than the singer, the front man, the 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 cool guys. I would the, like in School of Rock. The keyboard, it's just not cool. I right. feel like it's over exaggerating what um cameramen are kind of like in photo shoots because you know how they are very much like oh get this angle get this specific you're a tiger pose. you're a tiger <laughs> i'm spent uh, oh we're doing that we're doing that we're doing the entire <laughs> and i'm spent um <laughs> and i'm spent funny guys talking after the one woman show i loved mm. oh my god don't quit your day job <laughs> That, wasn't that terrible? Aren't all one-woman shows terrible? It was <laughs> awful. It, just terrible dialogue um, delivered. And, then she could, and also, there were like, how many people were in that theatre? Which two like jock guys or whatever <laughs> who would hate that show? Who were the technicians? The te no, because the technician's just that fat guy who also owns the theatre because she shakes his hand at the start. Yeah. And, then, and she just gives him the nod. Yeah. Flip the lights. It must be him and like some other guy who like works at the theatre or something. Because it, it very much sounds like they're just walking down the halls backstage. Um, the toilet guy. And, yeah. And it was, it sells chopper chops. And it's just another one of these. And then you've got, yeah, I can't pay back the theatre. Right. Who do you think is going to have to pay the theatre? Mia. Who do you think is going to have to do that? Oh. I don't know. Maybe the guy who's got an album. <laughs> I did think this through. I was like, surely leaving him at this stage was like the worst point. But then also, like, he, she probably doesn't want to rely on him. But then why quit her job? Mia is a bad friend. Like, I don't, I mean, I, I'm sure there's nuance in this argument, but I think Mia is a bad woman. Uh, <laughs> 
Rosemary DeWitt, uh, Sebastian's sister, the beautiful uh, and very good oh, uh, Midge from Mad Men. Um, pop up a picture of, we'll do a before and after. Before the heroin addiction, <laughs> after the heroin addiction. In the show, not in Rosemary DeWitt's real life. Great. Let's do a, just, <laughs> we hold the show for a month and do all of Mad Men. Um, here we go. Why men stay alone? Why is it in all of these bloody yes, movies and in real life, it's always these women. Maybe I'm bringing too much personal bias into this, but it's always these women who leave these great guys and then in the afterwards scenes, they have everything they want and the men are alone. This was the exact same thing with Marriage Story, which hits a lot closer to home. But all every single time, 500 Days of Summer, she ends up with that bloody jock guy. My point with this is that um, it also, like, I, when I rewatched it, I thought, oh, that's weird that, like, he doesn't end up with someone. But then you think it through, and you're kind of like, well... How do I describe it? Like, he was always a bit of a difficult person. Oh, they always that's say kind that. Of part of, that's part of the reason why they didn't it, work out. It was just too nice. Is he that difficult? Because I was thinking this, like, I mean, was he that bad? Because Marriage Story makes sense. He's a bit of a dick. No, he's not. When is he a dick? Oh, I mean, sorry. He oh, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, those two. Sorry, I'm thinking, like, from lovely night on um well even in lovely night he's like he's the one to bring up the fact that you know it's a lovely view but shame it's us too but that's but he's also prefaced that he's his interest by going maybe it means something and she goes nah and he has to go yeah probably not it's always her it's always the... no i i think they're just they're just hmm Perfect not you know what? He deserves better. Why doesn't he have some beautiful woman in that epilogue scene? Why does she get this I think boring guy? I yeah. And the kid and everything. And he's in his he's got his jazz club. He, doesn't look he also just doesn't it. really think about her that much, like he doesn't oh, he does. do an awful lot for her. That, that final shot, let's talk about the final, well, we'll talk about that after the break. No, we can go for it, we've got five oh. minutes. Who, do they both, are they both still madly in love? Because he, you, the look at his say he's madly in love he with her is. still. He is, she isn't. And that's what's, that's... She isn't at all. She is very happy with yeah. who I presume is a writer or a producer or somebody. Um... And he has to walk past that. David, bloody... his name is David. Yeah, always is. Um, <laughs> well, no, it's always Harry. Um, no, and David, uh, yes, yeah, sorry, and Sebastian has to walk past that billboard mm. of, um, of her beautiful shot. Imagine having to walk past that every day. I keep thinking this. Like, if, what if I do become like a famous actor? and director and writer and all that jazz. I, I shouldn't think too much about that. <laughs> what if I do? And then there's all this, and then, well, we'll see. 
Well, then I have to walk by a big poster. <laughs> no, I'll bring him along. Uh, you, hey. can, you can be like um, uh, Johnny Wilkes. Johnny Wilkes to <laughs> Robbie Williams. <laughs> that uh, high school friend who he just tags along. Um, <laughs> West Side Story arms. In the... Um, Silhouette in the epilogue where she does the audition and she does yeah. I mean I could do that no. <laughs> we, we don't need to do uh, but we will on the West Side Story episode which will um, <laughs> that'll be another tearjerker what do you cry more at West Side Story or this? This probably I haven't seen West Side a long time. I know I, I can pinpoint the specific points where I cry in this. I'll need to rewatch West Side to know when I cry and how often points. it is. I think this just has a very, like, mm, there's a lot of <laughs> relatable emotions. Well, yeah. <laughs> Are you okay, Tom? Yeah, I'm fine. I've never been in a Puerto Rican gang and had <laughs> my lover be shot. So I guess, uh, yeah. however, I had that. My heart ripped through my ass. I think West Side Story is more of a sympathetic <coughs> cry, and La La Land's more of an empathetic cry. Well, this is the thing. We'll get to this after the break. But Tom's big question, I went. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> <laughs> went on a real deep dive of movies where they don't get together, and I've split them into two categories: where death splits them, and where it's an emotional split. Oh, um, or, or like a choiced, choiced, uh, chosen split. So we'll get to that after the break. Um, quick recast. Is this movie a lot better if you don't know if Emma Stone is somebody else? No. No. I, I think... As I said before, it's... I think you need Emma and Ryan. Particularly, like, if you're going to change Emma, change Ryan as well, because... No, don't change him, just change her. What about 80s Meg Ryan? (laughs) I think Emma is wonderful in this. I I could not think of anyone better for for that part than Emma. Definitely not Emma Watson. (laughs) Agreed. (laughs) Yeah, definitely not Emma Watson. We were just talking about mansplaining. Um, I think we should talk about some of the uh, issues that people have with the film. Primarily two things. The first half is mainly just uh, Sebastian mansplaining things to Mia Jazz. Even her own chosen career in shaming her that she hasn't seen Robo Without a Cause. I don't, I, I don't, I don't get think it. it's that bad. It's, it's not noticeable. I mean... The jazz thing, like, she doesn't know yeah. jazz. And I've had that conversation before. I've been like, I hate jazz. And somebody has said, how can you hate jazz? And then what? basically explained all the good things about jazz. Do you hate jazz? I used to. Oh, and then I met my ex. Uh-huh. <laughs> now you still hate jazz? Now you hate jazz again? <laughs> now I hate jazz again. <laughs> um... Also, maybe we're not the people to talk about this as three people whiter than the Antarctic. But um, obviously there is the issue of uh, many people had that there's not enough black people in it for a film about jazz. 
I've never saw this as a problem because it's not a film about not, jazz. It's yeah. a film about a single guy who happens to like jazz. I'm not, yeah, and they still show that in The Lighthouse it's... Um, primarily black, yeah. Primarily. Yeah. And oh. it's not like it's Ray uh, or like Bird, the movie Bird, and you've got a white guy playing Charlie Bird or like, you know, on Mississippi Burning where they just, you know, dismiss uh, the actual black history and uh, give it to to white people. Um, I, I, I've just never saw the, never, I've never understood the issue because for me, it's not a film about the history of jazz or, or jazz in itself. It's a his, it's the film of a love story between a man mm. who likes jazz. Um, it could be slightly more diverse, I suppose, but yeah. um, so can most movies, to be honest. Yeah. You could <laughs> probably make it more diverse by, and I think there is the, I think they understood the issue of diversity because maybe I'm stereo maybe I'm being stereotypical, but um, I'm guessing that the role of Keith wasn't originally written for a white guy. Uh, sorry, it wasn't originally written for a black guy. From the name Keith, Keith, <laughs> and um, they uh, just never changed the name, um, and or maybe they did change the name, and Damien Chazelle just came up with something really offensive, and John Legend Why said, Keith? "Just keep it as Keith." Um, yeah, it's like why John Legend comes to him. Why did you have to change the name? What's wrong? What's wrong with Keith? Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Um, Tom's big question: Would you rather have love or your dream? <laughs> what time did you watch this? <laughs> Very early in the morning. Because um, obviously, that's the thing of the film. The film says that you can have, well, no, uh, excuse, this is the other problem. The film says that you can have both if you're Mia. Mia gets both. Mia gets love and her dream. Uh, poor Sebastian can only have one. Poor Charlie and Mary Story can only have one. Then again, isn't his love jazz? I don't jazz? think it's necessarily a choice between I think he'd prefer to have something and <laughs> love to go home to. I think it's just that pairing of people wasn't going to work because they both had such big dreams mm. um, whereas her dream probably worked with someone who had like a I don't know a dream to work in an office or in something less sort of changing. Mia yeah. again right what's the best they don't get together movies I've split them into two categories where death ends it or where it's a choice, whether it's one person or another. Okay, so we'll start with death. Titanic. Dr. Shivago. Harold and Maud. Any of the Star is Borns. West Side Story. The English Patient. Moulin Rouge. Vertigo. Vertigo. <laughs> <laughs> Is what is the best movie in that list? Titanic. Titanic. Will oh you're going with Titanic. Um I'd like to throw Ghost into the mix. Yeah, but he's already dead. <laughs> well, not right at the beginning. <laughs> no, he gets to throw in um Ditto. 
I love you. Sit down. Oh what about what about broke broke back? Oh my god! I don't you know. Broke back mountain off. Yeah. What did I miss? What did what did I miss? Did I miss any others? Um, Edward Scissorhands. Oh, he doesn't die. Nobody dies. That's on my other list. Is it? A wonderful Robert movie. pretty great. What's the best final sniff in a film? Is it? Jake Gyllenhaal, is it Heath Ledger sniffing Jake Gyllenhaal's jacket? Or is it Annette Benning uh, sniffing um, Kevin Spacey's clothes at the end of American Beauty? Oh, it's American Beauty. It is American Beauty. That's uh, great. I, 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 I can tell you two movies that you've written on your non-deaf list, and I okay. know exactly what they are. Go. Uh, one of them is Over Your Shoulder. Oh, Casablanca, yeah, it's like, yes. over your shoulders, is that, <laughs> is that a foreign film? <laughs> yeah, <that's> um, <laughs> uh, no, you definitely put Casablanca, and you definitely put Annie Hall on there. Yes, I have. So, <laughs> yes. uh, no death movies, La La Land, Casablanca, Gone with the Wind, Annie Hall, 500 Days of Summer, Crimes mm. and Misdemeanors, Educating Rita, Drive, oh. Blue Valentine, Edward Scissorhands, and the umbrellas of Sherbog. Educating What's the best Rita. of them? Very You're good. going educating Rita over Casablanca over. No, no, Annie I wasn't Hall. choosing it. I was just saying educating Rita is superb. I do it's very great. much enjoy. Um, La La Land is my favourite film, and I haven't true. seen some of those, but I still think La La Land. I just it's mm. it Casablanca is pretty great. Yeah, it gives us something that we don't get. In the other ones, which is the sort of um, what could have been, because mm. in all the other ones we 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 imagine what could have been. Well, Annie Hall, I tell a lie. Annie Hall, he has the at the end of Annie Hall, he writes a play where she does take him back. <laughs> um, uh, sort of wish film fulfillment. Um, that's that's my list. Uh, closing line, Hall of Fame. Should so, the closing line is actually um, one, two, three, four. The shall we go thing? And I, yeah, I've got no should no we should go. All right, and then it's the looks, and then so it's, it's the one, looks. Two, this three, is the four, thing. One, two, three, La La Land doesn't have like an amazing opening line or closing line it's the opening scene and the closing like looks that's, that's unfortunate that's because that's not what the category is <laughs> <laughs> well then it doesn't do very well but those looks oh my god those looks oh, like that oh. gets you right at the end it sure does that oh, i've never seen so much heartbreak in someone's eyes than and in ryan gosling's whole, in that like shot. i know what you said will about it could be a short film but I feel mm. like, no, you need the whole thing because um, like you see that scene in the trailer and you think, oh, okay, like, cool. But when you see that look at the end of that two hour film, when you've mm. seen the whole character development, the whole like relationship develop and then break apart, mm. it's just heartbreaking. And he's cooking, and he's cooking those fish things. <laughs> he's cooking all that fish. 
wearing his, his his beautiful suit that he will wear later that he's, night. He's gonna stink. He's no going one's to gonna st- go near him. Stink. <laughs> that's why. Maybe that's why he doesn't have a beautiful blonde in the final scene because <laughs> he is always stinking of fish. fish. <laughs> Bloody hell, Ryan! Sort your shit out. Um, I mean, how would you rank it in terms of um, opening and closing line compared to airplane uh, then? Uh, far from. Airplane um, it's, it tops, has to be said. Prefers is better on both accounts. It has to be. Yeah. Okay. Know. Okay. Yeah. It's true. I'm sorry. Sorry. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. All right. Also, give me a wide shot. I, I never liked the final thing of it fading to black on him. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. But you'd rather a slow, a pan of the whole room and him playing in the slow zoom backwards. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. More than or a wide shot going into him. Just don't stay in that. <laughs> and one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. And then it fades out and then you've got the oh, the end. I like the I end. I think the the best line at well, the best line this could be a new segment, best line of the film. Welcome yeah. to Seb's. Is yeah. Yeah, I had that yeah. in in one of my my weirdly specific favorite part. The I I understand. Very deep, very low, very yeah. quiet. And the rest of the band's kind of like, I don't know what's going on. What's yeah. going on? Is he? Like, well, no, I think they do know what's going on because every night he gets <laughs> depressed after two whiskeys, and he's like, "I'm gonna play me. I'm gonna play my song." He's <laughs> 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 played it again. Like this, why does he? Why does he play it without? He just plays the melody. He doesn't play any accompaniment, and he make mm. everyone sits down and claps, and he's just playing a melody with his right hand. Uh, yeah, he makes everybody sit down. Everybody's having a great <laughs> yeah. time. A <laughs> big, <laughs> jazz, <laughs> big jazz band. The big depressed alcoholic owner comes along. Yeah, there's Sebs. Mia was quite lucky because that's one of the one nights where he didn't. <laughs> verbally abuse his customers when they said stop playing the same song and just starts throwing things at them you reek of fish you, sm- you fishy bastard you reek of fish you're drunk and you're playing the same song again one of the things I like about this film as well is that they make out the songs to all be like they're not things that they composed as such it's like um they're almost covers of the songs because like city of stars you know when he starts playing it and she comes and sits down unless like they wrote it together which is not really like explicit it more seems like the kind of situation where like you know one person in the relationship starts playing some chords and you're like oh i know that song and you start singing along and making corpse bride <laughs> exactly like it thought. And the same thing goes for Mia and Sebastian's theme because she sort of, well, maybe the first time it's just like, ooh, that's good piano playing. But she seems to like the song. And then when it's played on the speakers in the restaurant. Yeah, then, I don't like that, that. I don't like that. I should have mentioned no. this. Yeah, is that. It's supposed her to be. imagining a little, it or not? Yeah, is he, um, if she's imagining it then it should be 
like it should she be more, closes yeah, her eyes and she hears eyes. it. Yeah, she closes her eyes and it, yeah. it, it, you've got but the, the way it zooms in on the, the speaker, speaker. Yes, it's, it's to kind of show that he's not so. there, but also it makes it seem like it is actually playing from the speaker. And also she's got the bit where she goes, eh? Eh? What? Eh? Eh? What's yeah. that? What's that? Mugging. Where is he? Mugging for the bat rose. <laughs> Uh, and he's in the corner with the Casio. Uh, um, yeah, Tom's other big questions. Will Sebastian uh, ever find somebody that perfect again who will love him back, who will stay? Yes, but better. No, no, he won't. He won't. And he that's died. the beauty of the oh. film. He will never find anyone like that ever again. And that's why mm. it's such a well-written movie. He'll be forever. That's my synopsis of the sequel. He's in a retirement Oh, yeah, home. synopsis he's, of the sequel. He's, he's just playing this and he thinks he's still in the bar. And he oh. gets that should have been the That should have been the final shot. It's, it's him <laughs> counting down one, two, three, four, but it doesn't fade. And then somebody comes up to him and he's like... So, it's bedtime. It's, it's, old. it's like the Irishman. He's old. <laughs> Leave the door open. I like. I like the door open. Uh, yeah. No. I, and then. And then he. Oh, and then in all of his in the corner, he's got all of his stacked DVDs, and he just spends his time watching Mia films. That's the ending. That should should be the ending. Um. Right, before we move on to next week's, any final comments on what is, Becky, your favourite film? Just a stunning film. Cinematography is beautiful. The use of colour, um, the storyline, the way it uses, it really plays on sort of everyone has like a dream sort of job or a dream in their life. And it really plays on that and makes you think about like how should I go about that and how it interweaves with relationships. I just, mm, everything about the film, just perfect. Right. William, first watch, first review. Go on. Were you right to have dismissed it all these years? Of course. I'm never wrong. I'm never wrong. Um, I, what I will say, what I really enjoy about this, this film is how understated it is. It doesn't try to show off like a lot of big movie musicals do. It's it's about the story. It's not about oh, and now we're doing a big showy song. It's it's just wonderful. It's wonderful. Pretty great stuff. Uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Lovely film. I think it's going to have a second life eventually, like Titanic is now. It's it's your typical Titanic. I think Star is Born actually had a bit of this, where it started off with Buzz. This is the greatest film ever made. This is going to sweep the Oscars. Backlash. And, um, I mean, it, it led to Star is Born, actually, not winning much. And I don't know why. Star is Born was excellent. question is, is Star is Born going to have a, a comeback, or is it just going to have another remake? I don't know. How, I mean, I'm sure in 20 years there'll be another one. But there's only how many, like... I think it's the third time now. The fourth. So the, you've got it? the black and oh. white one, and yeah. then you had the coloured 
um, colour, uh, Judy Garland version with James Mason, and that was then where she's the... a movie star. And then they reinvented it and made with it a Barbara. pop star with Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson. And then you've done this remake, and he's a he's a still a pop star. I just don't I just don't know what can change. Um, the only way I can you know, like the unless you come up with another star that they can be that's not a movie star or a singing star. But I don't know. Leave it. Leave Star is Born. <laughs> Four is nice. Um but Star is Born is great. You're fucking ugly. You're ugly. Um next week is Becky, unfortunately, will not be joining us. We will have uh, Amelia, an American. She's coming She's live from America. Um, joining us for a double bill. Well, no. Over two weeks. Election. Starring Matthew Broderick and Reese Witherspoon. Great film. Is this a first watch for you, Will? It is. Are you excited? I'm very excited. I love Matthew Broderick. Yeah, this is... Spoilers for the podcast. This is my favourite Matthew Broderick film. It's not Deck the Halls. <laughs> Who's your daddy? Um, <laughs> let me just make a note. Put in Who's Your Daddy clip. <laughs> Who's Your Daddy clip. Um, yeah, no, this is my favourite, without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, I think Reese Witherspoon is excellent in it. Um, I think you're going to really like it. And then, Becky will be joining us again, because the week after that, we will be looking at a younger and more fresh-faced Matthew Broderick with his day off, Ferris Bueller's day off. <laughs> Matthew Broderick's. Matthew Broderick's day off, which was most days in between 1989 and 95. <laughs> after the crash. Yeah. So most, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. We'll have to dissect. <laughs> Becky, do you know about Matthew Broderick's car accident? No. Oh, should we? We'll do this now. We'll, we'll, I, we'll do yeah. it now. Should we save it or should we do it now? <laughs> oh, are we finishing La La Land with a story about. About Matthew I think we've, we've brought it up now. Basically, Matthew Broderick and Jennifer Grey uh, were dating after Ferris Bueller. And uh, was it Wales or was it Scotland? Okay. He was in Wales. It was in a, he was in an, a British Isle uh, with uh, Jennifer Grey. And he just blacked out the wheel and then killed, uh, ploughed into somebody in the next lane and killed somebody. Oh it's, it's, it's yeah. And this was like all secret because, um, well, it wasn't all secret. You can't keep a secret for that long. But it, their relationship was secret, yeah. I'm Thomas Carruthers. I'm Will Leggetter. Uh, Becky, do you, do you want to say goodbye? And I'm Becky. And I'm Becky. Um, and this has been. And the... Thank you for having me. It oh, it's all really right. Fun. It's been a pleasure. It's been great. And this has been the Matthew Broderick uh, Crash <laughs> podcast. <laughs>
Uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, and done. <laughs>